All right, welcome back, y'all. This is the first NBA Monday mini-sode of the 2018-2019 season. We are back for season two of NBA. Nobody thought we would do it. We didn't think we would do it. Um, but shit, we're here. And uh, we've got a special guest today. We've got Mr. Kelly Dwyer here. Um, and we're going to talk about some, some some predictions for the upcoming season. Kelly Dwyer, welcome to NBA. I'm so yay happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. And uh, oh my gosh, uh, did the season ever end? Uh, you know what? Not for us. The off season is the season. The season is the season. Tis the season to be jolly. The NBA season is just about here. Um, it never ends. No, like the NBA. The NBA season never ends because we are filled with so much Hollywood WWE style drama all off season that like I just feel like it it never ends. It's true, guys. It's true. Um, Kelly, we brought you on. This is uh, you don't know this, Kelly, but you are the first. Nope. Scratch that. I just, I forgot about Matt from Tankathon. You are the second repeat guest in NBA history. Congratulations. Oh, I wonder if we, if we line my vocals up, my both uh, tracks, if they'll, uh, if they'll rub the oxide off the tape because they phase <laughs> each other out because uh, my takes are so similar, you know, just outrageously accurate both times. But, That's a, yeah. uh, you know, only the replay will tell. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's get into it, Kelly. So part of the reason why we wanted to bring you on is we wanted to talk about some, some bold predictions going into the season. As Tad said, the offseason is always full of – wonder and and and, and, <laughs> and storylines galore um a lot of will they won't they type shit and uh and we're here on the almost basically a little bit of uh, not the eve of the season but a little less than a week away from from the season starting next tuesday and we wanted to talk to you about some things that maybe you're excited about and and get your bold predictions things that maybe nobody else is talking about your hot takes um and just kind of react as to whether or not we agree with, with some of the things that you're thinking are, are going to surprise NBA fans this year. I mean, I, it's just perpetual surprise. So I'm just going to try to fall in line because uh, after the events of the last 72 hours, and this is an evergreen statement, you can run this podcast at any time and it's going to be accurate, but uh, you know, let's just try to find surprise amid all this chaos. Amen. I'm ready. Let's do it, buddy. So the first, I guess, do you have any like surface level bold predictions for the season? If not, I'm going to throw you some, I'm going to throw you some questions and see how you feel about a couple of things, but I just want to see if there's anything that's just like steaming that's yearning to come out of your, your mouth. Well, I mean, I guess I'm not from here, but it's pretty out here and I enjoy going to their stadium last year and I kind of like all the guys they brought in. So even though I'm not a Pacer backer, I I think one of my bold predictions is that I don't think the Pacers are going to be bullshit this year. I think they're a really good team. I don't think they're going to be as good as the Raptors or Boston, but I don't think they're going anywhere. I completely, 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 completely agree with you, Kelly Dwyer. Last week, we did the Eastern Conference predictions. Both Tad and I had Indiana uh, sitting right at fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Um, I, I think I had them five. I think I had Milwaukee at four. Oh, then you're an idiot. Um, oh, but in wow. any case, uh, <laughs> so here's, here's, here's my thing, Kelly. I am all in on yoga Miles Turner. Like hot yoga Miles Turner feels to me like most improved player level type shit this year. I really do like what Oladipo brought to that roster last year. And I don't know how you feel about the signing, but I was very bullish on the Tyreek Evans signing. What were your thoughts when, when, you, when you saw them pick him up? Extremely bullish because he, I mean, he's not on our team, so we got to love it. Right. Uh, I think he's good now. <clears throat> I watched him a few times up close in Memphis last year, and like 
you know, that lean to the side sort of nonsense that he did in Sacramento. And, you know, we don't know how bad his legs were hurting, but he's not doing that anymore. He looks like he's in his prime. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, when you kick it to the wing on the Pacers last year, it's, you know, you're putting all the baskets in a, in a set shot jumper that you hope is going to go in. And now you got playmakers out there. And uh, I'm excited to see what Dougie McDermott does without a monkey on his back. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling this team. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, last year, not that these are like substantial numbers, but it was really kind of like Tyreek. It was his coming out season as a three point shooter, even, which is one of those things that was like a big knock on him as a, as a player was just his inability to shoot. I mean, last year, my man almost shot 43% or pardon me, 40% from three last year, uh, which 100% is an outlier as a, as a career 32% shooter. But I, I don't know. I wonder if, if that, that tick kind of, uh, if he's able to, to maintain that pace this year, but even if it's like 36, that's a huge plus, you know, to, to, to add to, to Victor Oladipo and, and the rest of that core. And I just, I just don't think that, that, that Miles Turner has a down season like he did last year. Tad, Tad you haven't, you've been quiet this whole time. Uh, what, what do you have to say? On yeah, that? no, I like, we talked about this a few times. Like I like Tyreek Evans objectively as a player. I like Tyreek Evans. I don't love when you put him on a team where he has to like he's such a he's a primary ball handler guy like he needs the ball all the time and I don't know how well that fits with Victor Oladipo who also needs the ball all the time it's like does Tyreek Evans sit on the bench in crunch time then like do you just only use him to lead the second unit like is he on, is he on the floor with three minutes left like what do you do like I just I don't know like I'm interested to see like the role that like they carve out for him there you know the answer to that it's Tyreek Evans he's gonna be injured <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> That's, that's yeah all right that 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 makes a lot of sense that's totally valid well hot take number one the pacers are for real kelly dwyer what is your next hot take do you have a new something that's just steaming boy uh let's i mean they're all kind of i hate saying this how about this i don't think houston's gonna be like we thought they were a drag last year i think they're gonna be uh, uh, even more of a drag this year. And I don't, and I mean, I, how is Carmelo going to have anything to do with that? He's not good enough to have something to do with it. I think they're just going to be, I think all the bizdelic is going to be gone in Houston. And I think it's going to be a bummer. I actually, so we, we've, we, we have our Western, con- well, actually, I got the time 53 this- wins. Ooh, interesting. 53. Mm. I'm not Kelly. We should have had you on. I'm not far off of that. Where so by the time the listeners listen to this, we'll have already made our Western Conference predictions. I actually like the Utah Jazz at number two in the Western Conference this year. I think that team is super underrated, and I completely agree on the sentiment that like that that Houston Rockets team lost so much, and we're, we've got Chris Paul coming back after a pretty severe, like not severe hamstring injury, but like an older point guard, somebody who is at the latter portion of his career, who's coming off of a hamstring injury, who they pretty much ran into the ground during the playoffs. Um, and, and picking up Mello to, I guess. Trevor Ariza? Yeah, Does he replace the, Trevor Ariza? Not at all. I mean, no, like he doesn't, but like that's like the role I guess they want him to And play. also, like, do they force him to come off the bench? Like, does D'Antoni have the stones to say, I don't give a fuck what you say, Mello. Like, wear a hoodie, don't wear a hoodie, doesn't matter. You're coming off the bench. Uh, it's, I, I completely agree on the sentiment that, like, I think the Houston Rockets, that, that window has closed. And, like, I like – I like James Ennis. I saw him a couple of times last year uh, with both his terrible teams. I like mm-hmm. him, but 
like Michael Carter Williams is going to be using possessions up, and Brandon <laughs> Knight takes forever to get going. He's right. even more; his legs are even more shot than Eric Gordon, and Eric Gordon is is older. Right. It's it's you know there's a lot of people we like on this team, and also you know Marquise Chris. Right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my point exactly i completely agree i think the houston rockets are it's it's i think that uh we've we've gotten uh stale on on james harden i think we're uh i, think I don't think you can win a cha- i don't think you win a championship game or championship with a guy like that i don't think you can like no. he is not a guy that leads you to a championship now i completely agree yeah but i bet he is like a player efficiency rating of like 39 <laughs> that's fair that's fair <laughs> all right we've got two hot takes down kelly what else you got for us Oh, let's, I mean, let's just scan what I was, oh, I bet Toronto, I think I have them getting 60 wins. I think they do it. I think they put all their eggs in that basket and I don't, I don't care when their Thanksgiving is and I don't care what metric does, how many eggs are legally in what I can cross the border with in that particular basket. I think they go for it. I think they're deep. I think they're fun. I think that coaching staff has been working on corks since June. I think they're in, I think they're going one more win up. Ooh. I, I like. Do you that. have them ahead of Boston? I do not. Yeah. I think Boston's really good. They're yeah. so fucking I, good. They're so good. I, I've been like, I've been on this Toronto Raptors kick over the last couple of days, and maybe it's maybe it's the problem of me listening to the starters too much. But I just, I'm very, I'm very pro Raptors right now. Um, a lot of that hinges on on what Kawhi does, but like. For the listeners who don't know, I'm a University of Northern Iowa graduate. Nick Nurse is a former Northern Iowa basketball player. So I got to support my boy. I just, I got to support him. Um, and yeah, I, I actually really do like that team. Like they don't lose much in that DeRozan trade. They get better, especially if Kawhi comes back as Kawhi. Like I don't think his MVP odds are high enough. Like if, if they're yeah. able to pull out a number two seed and he is like, top three two-way Kawhi like he was in San Antonio the last time that he was fully healthy, I think he's got a legitimate shot at MVP this year. We might have the first ever MVP, maybe not first ever, but like, I don't know if this is the first time this would ever happen, but we might have our first MVP slash defensive player of the year in the same season. Why, why do I have to play devil's advocate to all of this? Because like my, like, why do I got to be Statner and bring up MJ Paul in that 1988? <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. You know what? That's, that's totally fair. fair. That's that, fair. I'll give you, uh, I just like, uh, my biggest concern. And I, we talked about this, Jay, just the, like, last week, like around the same time last week. Uh, I am always worried that Kyle Lowry's game is just going to fall off a cliff. Yeah, like I just, I don't, he doesn't play to me in the way where like, his game like ages in a good way. Like there's just going to be one day where it's like uh, Kyle Lowry averaged eight points and four assists a game and shot 34% from the floor. Like I just always worry about that. And he, every year like comes back and he plays great. And I'm like, okay, Kyle Lowry still got it. But, and then the off season hits and I'm like, this is when it it's, it's going downhill. And if it does like, that's unfortunate. Cause I really like the Raptors. I really like Kyle Lowry. I just, that's my that's my concern. Well, let's not forget that he did lose his best friend this offseason, so he's probably been eating, and we might get fat Kyle Lowry back. Oh, like when they separated Catino Mobley and uh, <laughs> Steve Francis. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid for Kyle, uh, fat Kyle Lowry, but otherwise I'm very bullish on the Raptors. I definitely like them. Love the hot take, Kelly. What else you got for us? Uh, well, I mean, I got, I'm Kyle Lowry. I don't know, that's not really a worry. You have 
legitimate evidence on your side that he at some point is going to break down like the blues mobile at the end of the movie. That's not, that's not a worry. That's just, I know what arcs look like and I've seen this hot air balloon flight before. Uh, I mean, I already, already gave away, but how about this? I think Kavai wins MVP. I don't get to do this on my site because I told myself I would. So I'll do a little chatter like this on a podcast. Uh-huh. Everything goes on podcast. Leonard, I think, gets in front of – I mean, we're watching what Butler's doing in, with ESPN right now in Minnesota, and it's perfect, and it's wonderful, and it's great. And I think Leonard sees this and gets ahead of the Spurs story and does what he can to make himself into the midseason hero. And by the, at the same time, he's putting up great stats. The Raptors, the deep Raptors are winning. He's playing 14 positions at once. I think he wraps up that media narrative MVP story with some, whether it's, uh, you know, I don't know the outlet, but he's going to make the decision. His camp is going to make the decision. And I think there could be like a big swing back on him. That doesn't mean I think he's going to stay in Toronto. I have no idea what, what's going to happen there. But, you know, when he put his foot down about not wanting to be a spur, not wanting to play in that place, it eventually happened. So if, you know, he shows that same sort of reserve and letting the off-court stuff wrap itself up. Uh, you know, let these guys talk about what happened and, you know, throw little smirks and hints in the right direction. And meanwhile, he's putting up, you know, Scottie Pippen numbers in Toronto. You know, that fan base on his side, those wonderful people like you mentioned earlier. I mean, I think he may have that wrapped up. He's going to be one of the first narrative by his own voice all-stars and then receive the MVPs. And who would have thought it would be coming from him? Yeah, I think – it's a, I, I love that point because like I think the narrative is already starting to shift like when he was like oh like I like Toronto like this place is kind of cool like people were immediately like ah Kawhi you old scamp like well, yeah let's forget about the fact that you you know forced your way out of out of San Antonio and like you know what you're you're just the same lovable guy that you were before and I think you're right like if he goes and he plays well and just does those little things like that narrative shifts hugely and that I think really actually kind of impacts like his MVP opportunity. Well, let's not forget I that mean, what if robot lap also humanized him. So I think he's on <laughs> this robot lap definitely got people on his side. It, I mean, like it just could blindside us. Like Lee Jenkins isn't around anymore. He's got to, you know, think about Martian Gortat's lead or something like that. <laughs> but like I don't, some, some sports illustrated SP, some sort of giant undefeated thing is going to hit out of nowhere and it's going to make us fall in love with the guy all over again. And then, you know, by the time we know it, we're voting for the MVP. And I think that's, that's just where he slides in. I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, we just can't, there's no point trying to get in the way and anticipate with this league anymore because it's just such a, a wonderfully fluid mess that you just got to try to ride the wave. Here's what I'm hearing, Kelly. What I'm hearing is the Dwyer family is picking up and moving from Indiana to Toronto, and Kelly Dwyer is going to turn Kawhi into uh, America's uh, sweetheart. Canada's sweetheart? Oh, no, I don't do any of that brand bullshit. No, 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 no. That's the wrong guy for that. I lose my number. Kelly Kelly Dwyer drinks his milk from a plastic gallon like the rest of us (laughs) civilized folk and not from a bag. (laughs) All right, Kawhi. It's just weird, guys. It's just weird. (laughs) Uh, What else you got for us, Kelly? One more more hot take before we uh, we wrap up today. What you got for us? Well, speaking of real bag drinkers, I say those Lakers are going to have a normal pretty good year that just sort of wraps up like a bunch of other NBA teams wrap up they're just going to be a okay year with this famous supersized giant player and that's just going to be it yep and mud <laughs> i i actually love i love like the funny thing about that is that such as like just straight like 
average answer, but might be the hottest take of this NBA season because everyone is like, oh, like how is this like band of misfits going to fit together? And Kelly, you're just like, you know what? It's going to be fine. They're just going to play games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll probably win like, you know, 47, 48, 49 of them, and it'll yeah. be a nice little NBA season. <laughs> They're going to they're gonna beat some really good teams on national TV, and they're going to lose some, some terrible teams at home. And they're also going to have some really good wins away from the nonsense on league pass. They're just going to be – they're going to be like the sum of their parts and a little bit more. And, like, you know, everyone's accurate in looking at that, that crazy band of second-tiered misfits and wondering what the heck is going on. But those guys also end up playing in May a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really love that room temp uh, take, but no, I completely agree. I think that just, they're just kind of like, they're going to sit right in that. I mean, I said it on the Western Conference uh, predictions. Like, I think they sit right around that 5-6 seed and like maybe win a game or two in the playoffs and then just kind of like go off into the – but the other thing too is like, this is what I was telling Tad on the podcast before when we did the, the Western Conference predictions. That team that we have today, like in the last four seasons, LeBron's roster on day one has not been the same roster by the time the trade deadline comes around. So it's going to be interesting to see with like LA money and the allure of LA, like who can they go out and get? Because like LeBron's going to want to make a run. It seems like. It's just going to be the old Jordan thing where you're going to have to, you know, he's going to say all the right things about I'm here for the X amount of years of my contract and on and on and on. But you know, he's going to lose his nerve and he's going to turn into Larry Brown in the middle of winter, just like the rest of us. So it's going to be up to, uh, you know, a, a real dogged, uh, uh, Brat Packer type to get up in his face, and uh, I think the the young man running that team right now has has it in him to stand up to LeBron. But but who am I? Just just a, a nascent writer in the middle of Indiana, hoping that everything seems settled for the fella in his first year away from the Midwest. I, I, I'm rooting for. Him. Fair enough. I I really I think they actually have a legitimate shot at the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers? Yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, I really do. But I was just saying, like, he is, like, I get it as the Eastern Conference final, or, like, the Eastern Conference, which is, by all accounts, atrocious. But, like, LeBron has, like, dragged teams. Like, that, he won 66 games with Antoine Jameson and Shaq in, like, 2008, I think was the, the year. And, like, they obviously didn't make the finals. But, like, dude, he has elevated, he elevates so many teams. Like, I legitimately think that, like, they could make the Western Conference finals. Like, I do. I really believe that. Well, you took that you took that lukewarm take and you turned it into a hot take. I completely disagree. Um, but no, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. One thing. Oh, go they're going to be the only underdog in the bracket. They're going to they're going to be yeah. you know every year in the West there's like one superstar over the top team and a bunch of great teams that could just be anywhere. And if they're like a five seed this year, they're going to be an actual underdog. If they're a six seed, they're going to be an actual underdog. Right. It's three seed, you don't usually get that in the West. And LeBron's never had that on the East. I think. I mean, I'm not saying they're out in the first round, but, you know, relying on the same roll-the-ball-out thing in the West is, is, is going to be tough. But then again, he's got the magic of McGee on his side, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Kelly, I've got a couple quick-fire questions for you that I did not prepare you for, so I do expect some filibustering and some pauses. Um, who of the teams – we've talked about some teams that you think are going to – uh, over, uh, over, I guess, do better than, than expected. Are there any Is teams... overachieve the word you're looking That's for? That's probably the one. Thank you, Tedious. Um, I'm curious... Overstate their importance. Thank you. <laughs> yes, all the above. Are there any teams that you think are maybe getting um, a little overblown in terms of how good they're going to be this year um, and you think are actually going to underperform? Well, uh, I, it, it's, it was so hard to tell with the Tibbs stuff. 
before the Jimmy Butler blowout. So like thinking that they were going to be like, Oh, all their legs are going to get out, you know? So like picking them to fly back into the thirties is kind of a, and it's Tibbs. He's going to pull it up. Everyone already hates Washington to the, to begin with. So like picking them to just randomly drop the 30 wins seems a bit much. I got them in the middle of the pack. I think a lot of teams are pretty well accounted for, Uh, um, you know, outside of, of just, randomly dropping Houston uh, double-digit wins or whatever I did. I, I, I think it, things are just saturated to a point where we're kind of sensible about stuff. We expect Brooklyn to probably be better than they should be and New Orleans to take a while to figure it out. And the Clippers may be the big bouncy up-and-down team, but at least they'll be fun. There's not a lot of bad guys out there that, that were that – were, you know, rooting to drop. I'm still rooting for Trey Young. I'm still rooting for Phoenix. So I don't really have a lot of, you know, surprising droppers. I got Terry Stotts and the Blazers winning 44 games because Terry Stotts just has to win 44 games every couple of years. Yeah. That's the law. So that's the only big drop I got. Do you do you think the Cavaliers can make the playoffs? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> oh, hell no. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh man. Strong hey, you know what? That uh man, I was really ho- I I honestly thought you were going to be I have them at I I'm unwaveringly standing by putting them at the 8 seed, which <laughs> I I understand. Like nobody needs to tell me how just obscenely ridiculous that is. We were literally going through our predictions. I was like Cavs at 8, and as we started talking through more teams, I was like no, oh man, no. Like I how can I <laughs> but I've decided that I am unflinchingly standing by the Cavs at eight. And so Kelly, to hear you say, hell no, that they can't make the playoffs. It hurts me a little bit inside, but I recognize that you're probably right. I talked to Kevin Love last week. He's a wonderful, sweethearted person who I cannot wait to have a one and I told him a huge usage year where he's super high. But in the one of the first the, no, the first question I asked him, I it just blurted out. I just said, You're not gonna win a lot of games this year. And the young man did not correct me. <laughs> that is that's, that's incredible that's everything you that's, need to know. that's the best thing i've ever heard uh kelly he laughed you... to his credit but he did not correct me can kelly, kelly can you tell me that i'm not crazy for thinking that trey young is going to win rookie of the year oh i think i mean uh, jason williams was in the rookie of the year races first year for for a while and that's it's you know things happen early in the season and he's going to get every chance he can to fire him up and you know sometimes 25 foot bank shots are going to bank in and he's going to get that extra Aiton's going to get a lot of dunks but yeah if he if he if he wins games for them and and we're coming into march and it looks like atlanta has a shot at 36 wins you know why the heck not i'm not going to pretend to to know more about Trey Young than I should when half of my scouting from him comes to like looking up at the TV in a, in a planet fitness locker room when I'm trying to tie my shoe. I mean, that's as much as I know about what this guy was doing on the amateur cough, cough level last year. So yeah, why not? I, I don't, don't mean Atlanta's going to win nothing, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that guy just have his way with things. Last question, Kelly, is this the last year of the golden state warriors dominance? It's, I mean, it's hard to do that a hundred games in a row over and over, but without falling back on, on, you know, ways not to be a jerk to point out how loaded they are. They, they don't have, you know, no one's having to take the brunt of that too much. Uh, so they, they are well equipped unlike most other teams I've ever, we've ever seen to keep pulling this off Durant or otherwise. 
uh, you know, Draymond Green could actually be in shape this time next year. We don't know. But they got a guy, they got a coach who seems to want to be in there for the long haul, who knows what teams look like after three championships and two championships and one championship and going for the fourth. I mean, he... He's been there, and he's if he's in Steve Kerr's encouraged to keep going at this, and he thinks that Durant or no, this is this is something that could keep rolling at its at a pace that where he wants to hang around, talking about Kerr, that's interesting and that's going to challenge him. Then I mean, I don't say this is a bad thing. I think we should be talking about them as favorites for for you know three four more years, even without Durant in the mix. I think they have so much capability for goofiness, and people are going to want to be a part of that. And they got a leader in Kerr that's going to make up for all the nonsense that spills out of that front office. Um, you know, it's tough to keep rolling over dominant like this, but you know why not? I, I, I agree with you a lot, actually. And I, I'm, I, I do have one kind of question, like, to that point. It's a debate I get into, like, uh, with a friend of mine all the time. But who's more important to that team, Steph Curry or Kevin Durant? Oh, I mean, right now it's Durant because he's the better player. But in, in NBA history, how many other people have tilted the court like Steph Curry did in, in the year before? I mean, Durant showed up. It's it, it's you know would, would have Jordan had been the best player in the NBA if Larry Bird had come over to the Bulls in 1988 it would have been it's you know it's just crazy how this stuff tilts it's um you know Durant's a better basketball player he can block a lot of shots he's seven feet tall he can do a lot of stuff so yeah he's better but you know at the at the at the risk of underrating what Steph Curry did to this game and does for that team you know, it's 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 apples and oranges, and and weirdly we have to watch them, and sometimes we get to watch them on the same team. I mean, sometimes they're not that fun to watch when when people get pouty, but you know, at their best, we're we're lucky. Completely I agree. I agree. Completely I agree. agree. Yeah, I, uh... Steph's always been the the straw that stirs the uh, the Bay Area hipster drink that is the Golden State Warriors, but uh, yeah. KD is just kind of yeah, he's just a he's a superior level talent. He's one of the all time greats, and probably like top. 15 all time depending on who you ask i guess i mean who knows i mean why can't he pull a cliff robinson and play till he's 48 there we go oh now man we're talking. develop That's a sky a... hook at age 39 <laughs> it's a lost he's art he's gonna bring the prospects back he's gonna bring the goggles back he's gonna be the guy that's gonna you know lebron's gonna be gone and he's gonna get to be funny uncle that's this is what we all this is what the NBA needs. It's, it's I mean I think I think we can all agree that this is what the NBA what, needs. What the skyhook? Uh and and the, 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 the prospects. Like those are those need to come I'm, back. The, yeah, the Horace Grant yes. of the world. Like I I missed the, I as a as a young boy, when I was like in fourth and fifth grade, I, I legit had some rec specs that were like these clunky, ugly goggles. But I loved it because you know what, Kareem Warham and so did Horace Grant, and that was how I like consoled myself. Yeah, actually, Kelly, you can't see it because we're not on video, but he's actually wearing them right now. It's insane. <laughs> it's, it's a trip. Uh, fun fact: Horace Grant and I have the same barber. I have met him twice, so that's my claim to fame. Um, Kelly, tell the audience where they can find you. Thank you so much for coming on today. We want to plug anything that you're working on, your site, your Yahoo stuff. Where can the people find you? Oh, the Yahoo stuff's hard to find. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> what's up, guys? Excuse me, but you can always 
check out my Twitter feed, KD on, KD on Hoops, uh, to find out the latest of what's going on with my site, The Second Arrangement, which is at tsa.substack.com. It's a subscription site, but I'm constantly giving away free stuff just to let people know how much fun we're having over there. It's $5 a month if you want to get something funny and fresh in your inbox almost every day without having to go through Twitter and all the other noise that's out there, literal noise that shows up when you're trying to read something about the NBA and waste time on the train. So tsa.substack.com or just Google the second arrangement and you can catch up with all this silliness. I I just, I want to say just real quick, like if you guys have never read Kelly's stuff, like I've been reading Kelly since like the SI days. So for a long, long time. And uh, the Kelly's behind the box score stuff is like, I think what like turned me from like NBA fan into like obsessive NBA person who now runs a, a like is a co-host of an NBA podcast. Like, <laughs> Thank you for self-correcting. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Jay, Jay runs a podcast. I just, I'm just the talent. So, um, but I, I just, I do want to say like the work is great. It's always quality. Like it's sometimes like weirdly eccentric and I love it. And if you haven't read it, please read it because it's so good. I, I just can't encourage it more. Basketball deserves the attention we give it. Amen. Amen. Well, Kelly, we really appreciate you coming on today again to uh, do a little preseason or, or I guess, uh, uh, preseason, I guess, uh, hot takes, uh, many hot takes, one uh, one room temperature take, but we'll take it nonetheless. Um, make sure and follow us guys at NBA Pod on all social media platforms. You can follow me at J underscore Kilas on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure and uh, if you like the podcast, give us a five star rating and review. Tell the people, tell your friends, tell your friends, friends, tell your frenemies, tell your enemies of your friends. Uh, Ted, anything you want to plug? I think I plugged everything else. You did. Yeah, you did. Uh, shout out, Mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> and uh, Hi, Ted's mom. You can, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Tad Hall underscore. Uh, it's mostly football plugged right now. But, yo, Tuesday. Tuesday, NBA tips off. And then you'll, you can, we'll be back to regularly scheduling, uh, scheduled programming. Everything is coming to an end, meaning the offseason is almost over. The NBA season is almost here. We're so fucking excited. Kelly Dwyer, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. For Tad, for Kelly, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. Bye-bye.